Hello and welcome to the Just Keep Thriving podcast. This is the podcast helping you step into your power by owning your expertise, fully embodying your mission, and rising to the next level of entrepreneurship to help the world thrive while you create your massive impact and, of course, your income. I'm beyond excited to have you here, so let's dive into today's episode. Hello, lovely humans, and welcome back to the podcast. Today we have, by popular request, Joseph Mustakia, who is my husband, and I can officially say it on our podcast. I don't know if I said it on the last podcast. Did I? I did. Okay, apparently I did. But we have Mr. Joseph Mustakia on here, and today I brought him on to talk about sex, building a relationship, building a marriage while we are building a business, and um, essentially kind of help you guys through some struggles that you might be having and by just being super raw and super real with you. So Joe, I want to start off today with the story of when I invested $6,000 when we were broke as beyond shit. Um, So essentially, my first business coaching program um, was back in February, February 2019. And it was right after Joe cheated on me. And we were trying to work our way back up, trying to like figure life out. We had just closed a meal prep business that was um, doing really well, but we were just, we were not doing well. So we closed the meal prep business and I, we both had pretty good paying jobs. We were both working at Orange Theory at the time. I think I was making a little bit more than you because my hourly rate was more than you at Orange Theory. And... Yeah, I decided to apply, and it was about the 10th time I had filled out the application, and I don't even think I told you. No, I was, as far as I knew, you only, you only applied once, and, and you filled out the application, but you never told me you wanted to, to go completely on your own and do your own health coaching. Yeah, so essentially, we, he, we, he just cheated on me. We were trying to work things out. We were sharing money. We were sharing a life. We were sharing dogs. We were living together, and... I had finally decided that I was going to apply because shit just hit the fan in my life. And what I was doing was, what I was trying on my own was not working. But the thing was, was that I think my mom had just given us $11,000 to pay off a giant ass credit card of mine, um, which is now my MX business card. And, <laughs> and we paid it all off. And I think I had $3,000 in my bank account. I think you were super broke. We had run through so much money mm-hmm. from our... We ran through like $60,000 from just like two or three years of moving back and forth across the country, starting businesses, not finishing them. Um, yeah. and Being Stupid with money. Yeah. We were just stupid with money. And yeah. So we ran through a lot of money and we we're super broke. And yeah, Joe, if you want to tell the story from where you were and what your thought pattern was. So essentially I hopped on the sales call and I told Joe, I think before the sales call, I think I told you, I'm going to do this regardless of what the price is. And yeah. So if you can just talk to me about what your experience was, sorry, Hunter's playing with a peanut butter can in the background. But um, if you want to tell everybody what your experience and your interpretation was, I think that would be great. Yeah, so um, when Johnny was telling me that she was going to be signing up for this program, 
there was no doubt in my mind um, that she didn't have the work effort or work ethic to really get there and and really like take off. So I was 100% behind her in the uh, the transition to trying to work on uh, in the online space. Um, But the the thing was well the thing has come out to be that she actually underpriced the program and and had told me that it was um it was only fourth like i think yeah four thousand dollars but uh it was six as she's already said now and uh you know it, it's all it's all good i mean it, it was a lie that worked out for her in her favor so um you know in in the midst of her deciding to do this i said well, well, rather we said we don't have any interest in staying in New York, so let's get the hell out of here. So we we actually decided to make a move across country from New York to Austin. Um, she was supportive in that idea, in that uh, change in our life, and there was not there was not any point in time where I wasn't completely completely behind Johnny in this decision that she made to, to go online. So I was fully supporting her, very happy to, to, to do so. And, um, she had told me like, listen, when we, when we do this, like you're going to have to take care of a lot of the bills. And again, all the bills. All the bills yeah. <laughs> and again, I was reluctant because I still am working on still to this day and I'm working on my scarcity money mindset. However, um, I said, yeah, no problem. And I, I knew and I trusted and I believed in Johnny that she had everything that it took to, to really get there. And uh, lucky to say that here we, here we are uh, 20 months later. And I think it's 18 right now. But yeah, I think I this when it was 18. Well, April, April to it's October fun. is... Fun. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, so everything's worked out beautifully so far. Um, putting that trust in her allowed her to really feel, I'm sure, confident in, in doing it, as well as just knowing and supporting your partner is a lot, especially when they stuck with you and they helped you transition so many things that was happening within you know, your personal life, your relationship life, and everything that was going on with us at the time. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's been... A hell of a ride, but there was not one day where I didn't believe she could, and there wasn't one day where I told her that, hey, I don't think you're, this is right for you, and she just kept going along, and luckily, here we are. <laughs> yeah, thank you for sharing that. So um, for me, it sounds like the communication around how important it was yeah. to me kind of rubbed off on him, and I talked to a lot of women who you know are married or in, in partnerships, and are, str- are struggling to make the decision to join Rise and Thrive, are struggling to um, get their partner on board because their partner is somebody who's a little bit more hesitant, who's a little bit more in that scarcity mindset. And that's exactly what Joe and I are kind of in. And we're still in to this day. We were starting in that way, and we still are <laughs> 18 or 20 months later, whatever the hell it's been. And I think the The key is here, it's not to ignore your partner. It's not that you necessarily have to lie to them. That's just some stuff that I took. But um, Joe said that the support must have made me feel really confident. And honestly, like it didn't. Like I really, really appreciated your support. 
but I had the confidence within myself. And I think what happens is that we give our power away to other people and hope that they feel conf- confident enough in us. So you go to your husband, you say, hey, I want to join Rise and Thrive. It's this amount of money. And they flip a shit. And they're like, no way in hell. Like, baby, I believe that you can do it. But let's wait until here because that's when it's going to be easier. Let's wait until here because that's when we're going to have more money. Or I had somebody on a sales call the other day who said, that her husband said, let's wait till April because that's when things are going to be a little bit more secure at their job, all of these things. And like with Rona, like we have no clue what the hell is going to happen. And the reality is that you don't know if you're going to have a job. We signed on somebody last night who's literally signing on because she's scared she might lose her job within the next three to nine months. And she's like, I need to do something about this now. And I know I don't want to work for anybody else because I keep looking for jobs and they all suck. And they make me miserable to think that that's what I'm going to do with my life. So I think having the conversation about why it's important to you is going to be really, really, really key and not search for your partner's confidence in you, but state your confidence in yourself that, hey, babe, when I do this course, I'm going full force. When I do this course, I am not backing down. When I do this course, I'm confident it is going to give me the strategies that I need because, baby, I keep trying it on my own and I keep fucking fucking it up and I keep not doing it on my own. Some of these words are literally the words that Johnny was saying when she told me. Yeah, and I tell you guys all the time about how when I decided to go into entrepreneurship and invest in this course, I decided we're not turning back. Like, I have no fucking option. There's no option. This is not going to work. Did I know exactly how it was going to play out? Did I know that I was going to make a certain money, enough money? Absolutely not. But what I did know is that I was in control of what I was doing, and that's the only thing that we can stay stay with, right? So whether it's you using the few hundred dollars that you spend on things that you don't, you know, that are not helping your business, maybe nails, maybe hair, whatever the things, Starbucks every month, whatever the fucking thing is. I don't use Starbucks as an example often because Joe and I never ever buy coffee out or tea out really, but I'm sure people do, right? Whether it's giving up something like that, whether it's paying it on a credit card and being able to pay it off over time and being so secure that you are going to give it your all. Like the only way that things don't succeed is when you don't believe that you can succeed and when you don't do the things, right? So I want to add on to something from before. Um, There was, uh, when Johnny first told me, um, I was absolutely behind her on it. And I remember one of the first things I said to her was, sweetie, you've been stopping yourself from doing this so many times, you know, we've tried to do meal, we tried to do two different meal prep businesses. She tried to do nutrition counseling, and there were so many things that she kept giving again her her power, but in a different way. In the fact that she would be working for somebody else, so, so she kept giving that away. And I said, "Listen, like if you do this for yourself, I know you're going to succeed. So I want you to invest in yourself." The only the the way that I thought about it, the way that I saw it, knowing my you know my my wife, my now wife's. Um, work ethic was that I knew she was going to make it happen by all means. And I knew that she had been putting this off and talking about it and putting it off and talking about it. And I wanted her to just spread her wings and fly because I knew that she deserved it. And I knew that this was what she was meant for. She wasn't meant to work for anybody else. And if you can see that within your partner, if you see that your partner has a hard time following anybody else's um, maybe work or um, uh, company uh, company um, culture, and you think that they would be good on their own, 
you should allow them or you should accept them going on their own to, to do their thing. Yeah, thank you for that. And I think when we say that, I just knew that, like, we both knew that I had the work ethic, right? I think it's it can be easily interpreted into, oh, well, Johnny works harder. Johnny knows more. Johnny just had this security that I don't have. And, guys, I'm telling you the truth. This The only security was that I just wasn't going to give up. Yeah. That's the only thing that's secure in this business, in entrepreneurship. And if you go into business, whether it's with me, I'm working with Rise and Thrive or something else, and you go into it with the idea that I'm not giving up, and you stick to that, you you fucking got this. And so when it comes to speaking with your spouse, it's about letting them know why it's important to you. It's about letting them know why, um, why you're looking to do this and telling them essentially what the investment is going to give you and telling them what your decision is, Mm -hmm. right? Because Joe's come to me with some crazy ideas and I say, babe, this is your decision. You can do whatever it is that you want. Does it scare me? Do I have doubts? Do I think that there's things that could possibly not work out and we could waste a bunch of money and time? Of course, but there's never a time that I want Joe to ever go through life and not do the thing that he actually wanted to do. Like, I don't care if we royally fuck it up 75 times, we're going to do it the 76th time and it's going to be fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Same thing in our relationship. Like, we go into it every single day with just, we're not stopping, right? Even when shit got, gets hard, even during uh, the height of the pandemic, which is it still the height? I don't really know. I feel like we're just over it, which is totally bad, but we're just going to move on from that I discussion. Um, <laughs> when it was like the height, we were struggling in our relationship, we were struggling, struggling. We're like, are we going to make it? Are we going to stay together? And we're just like, we're just not giving ourselves the option not to. So how can we make this work? Because when you go into something with that option not to, when you're not giving yourself the option not to have it work out, then you decide to open up a bunch of doors Mm. and say, okay, well then how can I make this work out? Right? Same thing for business, same thing for investments. Well, how can it work out? Right? And that's the only question that we really, really get to ask ourselves. So when your partner comes to you with these doubts or your partner tells you, let's do this in April, or your partner tells you, try it on your own for a little bit more so we could save the money and hopefully you could make it back, right? None of that is a secure method, right? Having secure strategies that definitely work for people when you actually carry them out is something that's going to be secure. But if you're just going to keep repeating the same behaviors, keep repeating the same patterns, you're going to end up in the same place, Mm -hmm. Right? Could I have figured out business on my own without a business coach? Of course. I had done this for a very, very long time. But the, the thing about investing is that once you invest, you have no option but to do it. Do some people like not follow through? Of course, 100%. Every single round that I sign on people to any program, no matter how much they pay me, there's still people that don't show up. But this round in Rise and Thrive, everybody is fucking kicking ass. And it is so, so, so beautiful. And they're doing the hard work and they're showing up every single day. And this next round, we're almost halfway sold out and we still have a week left of launch right now. It's pretty insane. Um, But we literally have the most aligned, aligned, aligned people who had to have this difficult conversation with their partners and most importantly with themselves, right? When we go to our partner and we ask for something, we're hoping that they're going to believe in us. And then when they don't, if they don't, or if they say, hey, let's wait a little bit, then all of a sudden we start coming up with every single reason why we shouldn't and then we don't and then we regret it, right? 
And so being able to have that conversation and say, hey, hey, look, I'm making this decision and I need you to back me. It's not coming against you. It's not saying, hey, I have more power than you. It's saying that this is something that I'm doing for my life and I need your support if this is ever going to work. All right. And letting them know why you're why you're investing your money, why you are working for that, why you are spending the last few thousand dollars in your bank account, why you're spending the thousands of dollars, whatever the thing is that you're getting the money from, why you're doing it. Right? Because the money's gonna come. One billion percent the money's gonna come. And if your husband or your partner is stuck in that scarcity mindset, they're not gonna see it. They're going to just be holding on for like dear life. I have to hold on to this. I have to hold on to this. This is not going to be anything else. So you can't, it's not your job to convince them otherwise. It's your job to stay within that confidence within yourself. Right? So I didn't go to Joe and say, hey, we have an option for this. I just said, hey, I'm doing this. What do you think about this? But if he said no, I was going to say that's perfectly fine. Peace. Right. And again, this is the way that our relationship is. But whatever way you have to have that conversation with your husband, get him on board, get your partners on board, because when you have that support and they understand where you're coming from and why it's so important, it's going to become important to them. Mm. Right. And the money will come. That's not a problem. But you're not here to work on their money mindset. You're here to work on your money mindset. Right. Which is the next topic that I wanted to go into, which was money. And we went through this in the first um, podcast that we did together, the only podcast we did together besides this one. Um, but the money conversation, right? Let's use the couch we bought because we're doing this podcast from our new couch. And if you guys are following me on Instagram, you know I'm obsessed with it. It's a big, comfy blue couch. Um, and Joe had kept telling me, we're not getting a couch. We're not getting a couch. Not, we're redoing the entire... Yeah, not till June. We're redoing the entire house, but we are not fucking getting a couch, Johnny. And then we walk into the furniture store that we walked into the first time we had gone furniture shopping ever in Austin, and we were super broke and couldn't afford anything. And then we walked in this time, and I was like, I can afford probably everything in here and not go broke and still have a lot of money, and this is epic. And so we were just walking around looking at some stuff, and then we saw the couch, and it was on massive sale, and I was like, whoa, we're getting this couch. And he's like, oh, shit. Here we go. So my money mindset going into that is, hey, it's a few thousand dollars. We're going to spend it. I'm going to make it back. We're in launch. So much money is coming to me. It's perfectly fine. All right. There's also way more money to be made. And this is how my mind works. But Joe's kind of works on the other on in the more scarcity mindset. And so I'd love for you to chat about what that is like versus where you are right now sitting on the couch versus how you kind of shift yourself out of it and how I shift you out of it too because we definitely work on it a lot um now that my money mindset is like it's not fixed like it's never the work is never done but I always do work on it so yeah if you can explain a little bit about that I think it'd be super helpful to people um, so my money mindset comes from, uh, my family and everything that I've been taught my entire life, which, um, coming from my parents were the first, uh, the first generation born here. So everybody else was always save, 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 save. If you made, you know, let's just say if you made a hundred dollars, you saved 60 and you enjoyed 40. Um, and so therefore that, that kind of carried over with me a lot, uh, even, even now as I try to break past the shit, <laughs> but, uh, I digress. Um, all right. So the day that we went in to go get the couch, I had 
I had a big understanding that Johnny probably was going to see a couch or probably was going <laughs> to find a couch that she liked. I didn't even think that I was going yeah, to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, as we went in there, I was like, all right, it's, it's probably going to be happening. So <laughs> the couch uh, <laughs> <coming>. whatever. <laughs> so we're walking around the store and she sees the big blue comfy couch that we're gently laying our asses on right now. <laughs> and um how great does it feel it's though? a fucking amazing couch it's, it's, a fucking ama- amazing it's couch. an amazing sex couch by the way it is it is if you come over don't sit on the couch <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so we had seen it and i was like mm, it's a really nice couch oh shit it's marked down it's marked down from it's marked down three thousand dollars from its original price because no one wanted a blue fucking couch in their house. <laughs> whatever, whatever the reason was. So uh, she sees it. She's like, "Oh my god, this would be a great, a great accent piece in the house." And I'm like, "Babe, we we don't need a couch. We we don't need a couch." Oh, but babe, you know we need it. And and so Johnny continued going about um, selling selling me on why we needed the couch. Right? <laughs> so I'm trying to stand my ground, and then she's like, "Listen, we don't." We don't make this money to just keep it forever. Like, you have to enjoy some of it. And currently, we're working on making this house. Hans, can you go back a little bit? Currently, we're working on making this house um, much more homier, I guess that would be the the way to go about it. So, yeah. So, I kind of gave in after I bartered down a little bit on the couch because we also bought something else. And Johnny reminded me that, you know, we, we enjoy our life. So like we need to enjoy the things that we have in our house as well. Now, as for the past, it's, it's been more or less the same. Um, maybe the income wasn't what it is now, but it's been more or less the same of her reminding me like, Hey, like we have to enjoy this life. Like we don't make this money to not enjoy. So let's make sure we do so. And it's, it's, it's constant. I mean, for me, it's constantly a back and forth in my mind. And so like, let's, let's use the, the, the devil on the shoulder and the angel on the shoulder. Johnny's, I want to say the devil on the really? shoulder. You're turn devil? <laughs> All right. So Johnny's the angel on the shoulder, Jesus. the money angel on the shoulder, reminding me like why we get to enjoy these things. <laughs> so that is my analogy. And that is my understanding and synopsis of the situations. Oh, my goodness. Side note, when Joe said, Hunter, go back, that is our dog. And we were trying to train them to not be on the couch. And so he didn't actually stop the podcast, nor did we edit that out. So for those of you who are listening, we're like, what the hell was that? That was Joe telling Hunter to get his ass off the couch. Side note. Sorry about that. If you guys are new, we do kind of loop around in a lot of different ways, but we invite you into our lives. Anyway, so yeah. Essentially, this is an all-inclusive podcast, guys. Good it word. is. It is an all, it's an all-inclusive brand for me. Whatever my mind says is what I say out loud, and people love it, and it's amazing, and we make lots of money. I encourage you to do the same. Stop judging yourself. Not what we're talking about today, but... In terms of money, I guess there is a judgment around people actually spending it. And it's not like once you get to my level, you can spend money or you have the freedom to spend money. It's that you get to spend money right now in whatever way that feels good. And if you want a new damn couch and you deem that you need it, why are you telling yourself that you're bad for it? Why are you telling yourself that you can't have it? And I remember walking up to Joe in the store and I was like, Joseph, are you scared our money's going to run out? Are you scared there's not more to be made? Are you scared that one day this is just going to stop? And he's like, no. 
He's like, you'll just figure out how to make more. And I was like, fuck yes, I'm going to. I said we will. I said we will. <laughs> we will, yes. We have a, Joe's one of my team members and um, he does still train clients and um, we're working on building a massive vision um, together and we'll share that with you guys in probably a different episode. But um, part three. Yeah, part three. But ultimately it comes down to understanding what you're telling yourself like oh shit the money's gonna run out oh shit if I buy this there's no clients coming left oh shit if I do this this is what that makes this is what it means to me right and understanding the judgments that you're placing on yourself now the same judgments that I had when I was making no money and when I would spend money are the same judgments that come up now and I constantly have to work to reframe them and so does Joe and so in order for Joe to get on board in order for me to have the vibe of my life that I choose um I have to remind him. I have to remind him of what we work for. I have to remind him that you're not a bad person for spending money, that even if you are spending and you know, you're not making what you want per month, that doesn't mean that you are not going to. Right? Is this to say like, hey, go blow all of your money because like more is gonna come? No, if that's the way you work, beautiful. You do you, I've done that so many times. <laughs> and there's always more money to be had. But like you get to write your story the way that you want. And if you wanna have the couch and go make the damn money and go and invest in business coaches, 100 fucking percent. Now with that being said, we also do the logistics of creating a budget. We also do the logistics of understanding what we value and what we wanna spend money on. For example, we were trying like not to eat out for a very long time. And I think at this point we just have given up because we just love to eat out so often. We have really good food here in Austin. Austin like makes really good food. Yes, Austin makes some fucking epic food. And uh, as if the state of uh, the state of Austin. Wow, <laughs> the, yeah. the city of the Austin. The state city of Austin. <laughs> as if the city of Austin is the thing that makes it. But anyway, we have epic food here in Austin, way better than New York. Sorry, New Yorkers. <sighs> Moving on. Um, and so we understand what we value. And so we do make the smart choices of like, hey, is it worth it for us to go to this restaurant over this restaurant? Mm. We typically go to like one expensive dinner per week. Um, and then the rest are just more affordable. We do one expensive dinner per week and then we, we order in once a week as well. At least, yes. Sometimes it's two, but yes, it just depends, right? And then we also just decide what we value. So have the conversation with your husband about what you guys value and come to terms with it, right? Come to terms with it. Um, What are some things that we disagree on? One thing that we disagree on right now is the food for Hunter. Mm. So Hunter has seizures and I really, really, really want to switch his food to be an all organic raw diet. Joe is kind of in the thing, like, do we want to spend, I don't know, it's like $500 a month. It's, yeah, it's $400 and it's $420 a month to feed the both of the dogs. I think it's excessive. Would I rather my dog have no seizures? Yes, absolutely. Is it going to guarantee that? No, absolutely not. Right? So kind of a similar thing with business. Like, would I rather try these things and see if it would work? Or do I want to, like, not do anything and then because it's not guaranteed, right? I'm always in the energy of I'm going to fucking try something. And I'd rather try something, fuck it up royally, hire the wrong coach, make the bad investment, make the bad team member, fire that team member, fire that coach way quicker than waiting around. Mm. Right? I'm just not in the energy of waiting for what I want. And I truly believe that that's why I got here. That's how I'm here so quickly. I made the investments. I did it when I was super broke. I re-put a ton of money on my credit cards just so I was able to have the tools and have the and have the support and have the, just the vibe of everything that I've wanted. And I constantly align my vibe. I constantly align my thoughts. I constantly align my just surroundings 
with what I want to come true, because that's the only way you can actually do it. If you're not feeling into the feelings, if you're not under, if you're not making and paving the way for it to actually happen, then how the fuck is it, is it actually going to happen? Right. It probably won't. So Joe and I come from two different, like completely different places. Granted, um, both mindsets have flaws and stuff like that. And I can easily overinvest, overspend all the things. And Joe can easily like never buy anything that's like not on sale. And he'd rather like haggle, haggle, haggle. And I'm like embarrassed as fuck to haggle because I don't do that with my clients. So if you ever, anybody's ever said, which I have had people say, Hey, can I, can you do it for X amount instead of, you know, $500 more expensive? And I'm like, no, <laughs> that's not a thing, but thank you. Right. And Joe would rather at least, you know, ask and do his best and always try. And I'm just not in the energy of that because I believe that what people want for their services products is going to support their life. And I'm all in, uh, in alignment with that. Right. So have a conversation around your values. Let your partner know why you are investing in whatever program you are or why you're continuously investing, even if you haven't made the money back yet or why, and let them in on that. Because when you tell them that, why, it's going to resonate with them mm. and they're going to get on board with it. But if you don't give them that chance and you don't show them how confident you are in yourself, they're going to continuously say no. So anytime I get an objection and says, oh, my husband said I can't right now that I have to wait. Automatically, I understand that as the person just doesn't feel as confident in themselves as they need to. And their partner sees that. Mm. That's the way I interpret it because I know what it was like being on the other side of that, like not even looking for my partner's like, Yes. You know, and if that person was secure and confident in themselves, they would go to their par partner and say, hey, I found this epic program. It 100% support me. I'm going to buy into it. I'm so excited to see what our life is going to look like in six months. Oh, my goodness. Let's celebrate and let's get excited. Right. I guarantee if your husband's on a board, you have not had that conversation that way. So what I want you to do is I want you to look into your mindset around where you're not confident. I want you to look into your mindset around where... <sighs> you're struggling to feel like this is actually going to work for you, right? And I share all of my money manifestations with Joe. You guys know I'm manifesting the 60 to 80K months right now. And so I let Joe in on that. I'm like, hey, Joe, this is what I'm doing. This is what I need from you because every time you do this, it brings me down. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he comes on board with me. And then his money mindset comes back in in a scarcity mindset. And I'm constantly reframing it for him. I'm constantly doing the work for me. And then I'm helping him do the work only because I'm secure in what I do. If you're not secure in your mindset, if you're not secure in what you're doing and you're not secure in your money mindset, you can't possibly help somebody else fix theirs. Right? So your job is yours. And then when you feel secure with that, then you invite your partner into that. Um, is there anything else around money that we that we can discuss. Okay, one more money story that Joe and I decided to share um, is our car. So if you guys don't know, we got an X3M. Did I say it right? X3M competition. It's a competition. I just re I just remembered like the order of the X3M, but anyway, we got an X3M. Congrats. Baby. It's the most exciting car that we've ever driven and owned. It's uh, six times the <laughs> amount that we were paying for our, our Ford, <laughs> which we still have. And we got it. And Joe was really, really, really excited. And then I think I asked you the other day, like, what do you feel every time you go into the car? And Joe, if you want to share with the audience. Uh, yeah. So every time I go into the car, I feel like a badass. But at the same time, it's like, 
could have got like three cars for the same price. <laughs> could have got three still expensive cars for the same price. Um, so, I mean, the car is absolutely amazing and, and I love it. I love the experience that comes with the vehicle. Um, there's just certain things where I'm just like, do, do we really need this? Do we, can we really afford this? But then there's also a little bit of me, a little bit of me that's just like, should we have gone more economical? And then I hit the throttle on the car. I'm like, no, no, definitely, definitely not. <laughs> so yeah, we made a good choice. <laughs> yeah. So if you hear there's like a lot of doubt, there's a lot of questions that continuously happen in his mind and that come up whenever he's driving the car. And I personally get into the car and I'm like, yeah, this fucking car is epic. I feel like a badass. Today I was getting out of it in like the CVS parking lot and someone was just like staring at me with the most confused face. And I was like, yeah, I look like I'm 12 and yes, I do drive this car. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do drive this $80,000 car at 12 years old. <laughs> right? And so, I mean, that's not the thing that makes me excited, but the whole experience, I just like nice cars. I've always liked nice cars. And it just, the vibe of getting into it is way different than our Ford. And the vibe of driving it, it just feels way safer. And safety is a massive value of mine. And, like, is this a bougie thing? Is, is that proper? Is that proper mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. a term? Okay, this is a bougie thing. Um, I'm not good with, like, pop culture terms. But, <laughs> I'm like, a value of mine is having really nice things. It always has been. I've always liked nicer things. And Joe's family is always like, no, that, that's, not, that's not important to us. My family, will, my family would always get nicer things, but it would be used. So, you know, it, it, like it would be secondhand. So, you know, let's say you would get a 2016 and 2018 and they'd be like, oh no, it's a, it's good because you saved a bunch of money on it. So that's Yeah, where... my determination of that is, or my interpretation of that is, I don't want someone's used, used car if I can get the new car. And I can, so I'm going to do that. And I'm just going to make that money back. Like when I have an extra bill come in or when I pay another coach or when I pay another team member, I look at it and I add it to my monthly goals. I add it to the amount of money that I want to make so I can still profit X amount and then I can still live the life that I want while expanding my team and my impact, right? So it's all towards the impact, right? And so by me having a car that I feel amazing in, as I feel amazing in it, and as I maintain a higher level of safety, and as I just feel like a badass, and I really enjoy doing it, I'm happier. As I'm happier, I'm able to spread my message more. As I'm able to spread my message more, more people get impacted, and my income grows as well, right? So this is where my mindset gets goes. So we always have the choice to live in the doubt and live in the fear of like, should I actually have done this? Oh shit, what if it all stops? Or what if it doesn't happen this way? And we can always shift into my mindset as well. I'm not like some superhuman that this just naturally happened to. <laughs> that was a massive compliment to myself, but I'm going to take it. It's, wow. <laughs> it's something that I get to continuously shift within myself. It takes daily effort to shift, right? So whenever you are having those doubts come up, think of it as like, is that something that is serving my higher purpose? Is that something that is going to get me to my goal? Is that something that makes me feel good? Because as I feel good, I get to do more things. And I deserve to feel fucking good in my life. And I get to, to have the energy that I want to have. Right? So that's that about money. Next, we are going to talk all about sex and our sex life. It has gone up. And I feel like this can definitely have its own podcast. So if you guys like this episode, we can totally talk more about it. First sex life has been like absolutely amazing and then also really, really, really not so amazing. 
So our sex life is a constant work in progress. Always, always, always. Finding out what makes us turned on, finding out what turns us off, finding out different times of the day, finding out how stress impacts, finding out how to keep it interesting, how to keep it exciting, like all of these things in a marriage or just a partnership in general. It's just so, so, so important. So really quickly, um, when I was first starting to build my business, I was so like gung-ho about just making it happen. It was like I was working all the fucking time, I would wake up 6 a.m., do my thing, do my morning routine, not talk to anybody, just be laser focused on completing it. And then I would start work, and then a lot of times I wouldn't finish till 8, 9, 10 p.m. And I love working. I really, really, really do. But when I do that, when I do that, I lose, I lose desire to have sex, right? I lose my sex drive when I'm constantly working and I don't have any relaxation time and I don't have any me time. So there's been a lot of times where I, number one, have to communicate with Joe about, hey, I know we're not having a lot of sex right now. Here's why and here's what I need from you. And there's also been times where I'm just like, hey, over the next week, we're probably not going to have sex or we're probably not going to have a lot of sex because I'm going to probably be super stressed or I just have X and Y deadline coming up and my team is backed up or I just have this happening, this going on, this going on. And so it's just been really, really, really important for us to communicate about sex. So let's talk about what that kind of communication looks like. I kind of wanted to start with like actually being turned on because I think for guys and girls, it can be difficult to understand the other person. For my interpretation, Joe would love to have sex any and all times of the day, and he doesn't really give a shit about what is going on, what is happening outside, like, what is going on in our life. He would just love to fuck. For me... Yep. <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm right on that interpretation. <laughs> For me, it's like the house needs to be clean. My bed sheets need to be clean. It, it can't have any dog stuff on it. Um, I have to feel really good. It can't be like what after nine p.m. We're lucky if it's maybe like after eight p.m. Oh, yeah, you're after eight p.m. Yeah, after eight p.m. Sometimes five. <laughs> Sometimes five. Um, it can't be first thing in the morning. Don't talk to me in the morning. Like, let me just do my meditation and movement and all that stuff. Or brush your teeth first. Yes, brushing teeth has to be a big thing. He doesn't care at all. But I'm like, this is disgusting. This is awful. Dirty dog. No, <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't even know if you could hear that they're the podcast. We're going to move on. Um, and so having open communication around timing, mm. right, I think is really, really, really important. And factors in your life that make you turned on and factors in your life that are just like a no. Like if there's some family shit going on, do not touch me. Oh, oh, I had no idea. I thought, I, 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 okay, so like when you have lost family members in the past, I know that you have had. Um, a lot of struggles with considering or feeling sexy or, or things of that nature. Yeah. Now, I didn't know that there was other family stuff that might be going on that might get to you because I don't live in that reality, if that's the right mm. way to say it. Um, my reality is, well, the world could be falling down, um, but let's fuck. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's it's a good reminder that even in like that instance where he was like, oh, I didn't understand that all family issues when there's something heightened that really like is causing you to struggle to feel sexy or struggle to want to have sex. It just like, 
in my mind, it's just like, well, how the fuck wouldn't you know? <laughs> like, if something's going on with my dad or something's going on with my sister or something's going on with my mom or your family and we're just, like, in a little thing, that worry for me, like, really overtakes me. And so I don't understand how he doesn't feel that and he doesn't understand that. But it's my job, it's our job, whether you're a male or a female, to always communicate that. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing. So as, been, as has been the... Um, Theme. The theme for this final part here, and actually for this entire podcast, um, communication is the biggest deal. Communication has to be made in order for you to know what each other want and don't want. Um, and I mean, even as we're talking right now, you heard me just come to the realization that if anything is going on in her family, that she's not turned on. So communicating, having that, and and it's not just communicating, right? Like it's actually listening to the person. Mm-hmm. Is actually taking account to what they want, feel, um, you know, like what's going to be the turn on, what's going to be the turn off. Because there's so many times where we're just like, well, I want it and and I want to make it happen. And we start taking it into what we want. And being in a partnership, that's not how you, you grow. That's not how you come to the realization and, and make things happen and understand each other because ultimately for it to always work, you have to give some sense of understanding. And yeah, I think that that's, that's very good point. Communication, communication, communication. And sometimes it's difficult to have communication about certain things or freaking anything. Um, <laughs> you know, especially when, when you are, when you yourself are making it seem a certain way, whether it be negative or positive, and maybe you don't understand where your partner lays on it, that could bring up some problems. Yeah. So just having that is just having that communication is going to be the best and the strongest thing for anybody. Yeah. And again, coming back to like sharing with them why, like, why is it important for Joe to have sex? Why is it important for me to have sex? Why is it important for me not to have sex? when something's really bothering me because baby, this is what it feels like internally when I'm worrying about family members or something that's going on. Um, this is what's happening for me internally. And then when you try and touch me, this is my body's reaction. Like it's nothing against you. It just can't be touched. It doesn't want to be touched. It's like same thing, like right before that time of the month, like it can kind of either swing two ways. Number one, I feel like a sloth who's just, massively bloated and like 500 pounds heavier and just really uncomfortable in my skin and like please don't touch me or it can be I feel really freaking sexy and I want to have sex all the time and so just communicating that with him is really 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 important and helping him understand why I don't want things and why I do want things and vice versa remember we're not psychic we're not mind readers your partner might be going through something and you might have no freaking clue Talk to them. Communication again. Yeah, I love that. Um, And then let's talk about keeping it interesting because because a lot of times, um, I mean, we've been together for seven years and we totally had sex. Almost eight. Almost, oh yeah, almost eight in June. Um, We had sex on the first date. And so keeping it, and here we are. Joseph. Oh, my bad. I didn't know we were giving too much away here. My fault. (laughs) And... After almost eight years, like we still have amazing sex and 
I think that it's just because we are, we maintain the things that excite us about each other. Mm. We maintain the differences between us, like the differences between his personality and my personality, um, the differences between his work ethic and my work ethic. Like we just help each other really embrace different aspects of each other that might be different than the other person's. Mm. And so we went through a long time of like me trying to change him into me which completely backfired and was the worst experience of my life. And having we, two of you is never a good fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, having two of two Johnnies was not good. Having no, two no, Joes is not good. Two of anybody is no bueno, right? You you like your partner. You wanted to be with your partner because they were different than right. you. They excited you. And you have to keep those differences. Like, obviously, some things we come together on and our mindset on things and our decisions and stuff like that, family, friends. But ultimately... You have to maintain the differences and bring that partner up, bring that partner and whatever they believe in up Mm -hmm. and hype them up be their ultimate hype person. Because if you give that to your partner, they're going to give that right back to you. Right. Even like all the time I tell Joe, I like him in a backwards hat and boxers. Guess what he's wearing right now? A backward hat and boxers. So you know what's going on after this? No. (laughs) Um, You know, there's certain things that he likes me to wear. There's certain things that I like that he likes me to like look like in terms of like, I like when your hair is like this. I like when you do your makeup like this. I like when you wear this outfit. Mm. And so helping that person understand. Don't forget the high heels. And high heels. Yes. Thank you, Joseph. Mm -hmm. Um, And (laughs) Joe's going to be so inappropriate. It's fine. We're going with it. Sorry, guys. Um, Welcome to our sex talk. (laughs) but there's certain things that will light your partner up. And then there's also certain boundaries where I'm like, Joseph, I'm not doing that in bed. I am just not doing that in bed, not something that is exciting to me. And so constantly just having that talk and not putting the other partner down, but also giving in on certain things that they want you to do and they want you to try and having the conversation that, Hey, like this is my boundary, but this is what I'm willing to try. You know, like this seems really uncomfortable, but this about this seems really intriguing Mm -hmm. and really getting to that place of openness, really getting into that place of (sighs) just wanting the other person to feel sexy, you know, and ultimately that comes from giving yourself what you need. Vlad and I, when we did our Vladdy and I, when we did our podcast a few weeks back, um, talked about this and giving yourself what you need. So for me, it's really important to take like three showers a day. It's just something that I really like. It's something that. Um, if I feel like gross in the morning or after I work out, I have to shower. And then in the evening again, if I sweat again, I want to shower again. Right. And doing my hair, doing my makeup, wearing certain types of clothing, wearing clothing that actually fits and isn't too tight. Right. Um, is really, really, really important because a lot of times working from home, we can just feel like a bunch of hobos and we can just wear baggy ass clothes and like are following attention to how we look, feel and not pay attention to how we look and feel. And if you do that, like. And rather, if you make a continuous um, habit out of that, it could be, I don't want to say a downward spiral, but it could be negative towards yourself and your relationship. You need to have that like, that like, oh shit, I forgot how, like, you know, like we might be at home, but I forgot how fucking good you could look or uh, I forgot (laughs) like how you could just do do your makeup or whatever the case might be. And you're just like, fuck, I'm turned on right now. Oh. As his voice drops like six octaves. Oh, oh. I'm turned on right now. Hey, baby. <laughs> Sounds like the Barry White songs. Anyway. What you doing after this? <laughs> I'm uploading the podcast. Okay. Wow. Um, moving on. So, Joseph. 
<laughs> anyway, if you guys enjoyed Joseph's in not appropriate comments, please screenshot this episode, tag us, and shout Joe out with his inappropriate comments. Um, <laughs> guarantee we're going to get lots of them. Anyway, but it's not just also for that other person. Like, I love when he sees me and I get that, and I get that reaction out of him because I just love seeing him turned on. I love seeing his face. I love seeing his reaction. That's something that makes me feel sexy, right? And it also makes me turned on to see him turned on, right? So it's, it's a cycle. But ultimately, you have to do what makes you feel really sexy. So for me, having my nails done is really important. For me, <laughs> having my toes done is really important. For me, having my legs shaved is like on like the scale of like zero to 10, it's probably a five. You girls know what I mean. Like sometimes you're just like, oh my goodness, it feels so amazing to have it like done. And then once like it's been like a week or two, you're like... I could go a little bit longer and then eventually you're like oh no that shit gotta be shaved and then Joe's like did you really leave it for that long right so it's a thing in our relationship that's become funny but when I'm intentionally trying to feel sexy and be sexy I shave my legs a little bit more often and here we are right um <laughs> sorry if you're a guy listening to this <laughs> um but yeah, making sure that you do things intentionally to make yourself feel sexy and whatever that is I listen to like corny sex music I I um, take a lot of time for myself. We explore different like things together, different toys together, different options together, different mm. positions together, all of those things. And I ask him, what would feel really sexy? What would you love to try? And a lot of times he gives me this like ridiculous answer. I'm like, I'm sorry, that's not open, but we can try another thing. <laughs> and so having that communication is really, really important with your partner. It's such a tease. Oh, Joseph. Um, but yeah, so in terms of sex, understanding when you are turned off is going to be the biggest things and communicating that, especially when you're building a business, because if you're going full blown into your business, if you're hauling us, especially if you're still in your nine to five or you don't have a team, you're likely constantly working, constantly doing things, constantly turned on in your head mm -hmm. and not in the sex way, but in the like, I have work to do way. And a lot of times that can happen for me. So having intentional time off, turning off at a certain time, having a routine in the evening, evening routines have been so, so, so powerful for me where I just turned off all the lights. I put on our now electric fireplaces. I put on all the candles in the house. We have like, I don't know, 15 candles or some shit. Yeah, um, putting on salt lamps, um, playing the piano, having music around. All of those things just allows me to fully relax and we have certain places in our house that we feel sexy. Like my office floor is one of those places. Mm. And so a lot of times we'll just spend nights on my office floor. Whether we have sex or not, it doesn't really matter. It's just kind of like that space for us. But we do like having sex. We do like floor. having sex in the office floor. It is a thing. And that's kind of why I made so much room and like reorganized my room as oh, well. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, look at me. Fuck. Yeah. Joseph. Joseph. Stop it. Joseph's inappropriate comment, number 10. Um, but... <laughs> no, but seriously, if you guys want me to make an inappropriate uh, podcast, just let me know. <laughs> but having that space where it's sexy to you, especially as a woman, especially because we typically have more things that, like, turn us off. Right. Right? Than guys. And so having a space where you know is yours, where it smells good, where it feels good, where there's fuzzy blankets, where there's fuzzy pillows, where there's certain kinds of lights that make you feel sexy and make you feel relaxed is really important. And I encourage you guys to have spaces like that in your house. I encourage you guys to have times 
when you officially shut off and you guys aren't on your phone. Like if Joe's on his phone after a certain time, I'm like, hey, babe, this is like our time. Please turn it off. Uh-huh. Right? Or please don't be on your phone. And he'll call me out as well. And sometimes like it's just necessary to be on our phone because we're doing something important. But a lot of times it's not. It's just mindless scrolling. Another thing that I'd like to do is not have the TV on. When I have the TV on, I'm not thinking about us. I'm not present with us, right? I'm present within the TV. And so for me, it's really important to not watch a lot of TV throughout the day. Um, because when I do, I just feel like sloth-like. I just feel, I've been using that word before. It was a 500-pound sloth, whatever. Um, I feel sloth-like. I feel lethargic. I don't feel sexy. I don't want to move, right? And in like bed, I love doing a lot of work. I love being on top. I love doing a lot of work. And that makes me feel really sexy. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel powerful, all the things. And so when I'm just laying down and like in like baggy, ugly clothing that's like not cute, like my Hakuna Matata pajamas, as much as I love them, are just the least sexiest feeling thing on me. So buying intentional clothing and having intentional habits that make you feel really, really, really sexy is really important, right? And a lot of times working from home, we can lose this. And a lot of times focusing on our business, we can lose this. So communication above all, whether it's money mindset, whether it's sex, what else did we talk about today? Something else. Anyway, um, whatever it is, is just communication around it is so, so, so important. And allowing your partner to come in, come into your fears. Hey, I'm really scared of this, so this is what I'm working on. Mm. Right? And I need you to not say these things because mm. when you do, this is what it makes me feel. Or this is how I feel, rather. Right? And it's not anything you're doing. It's not anything you're making me feel. I just feel this way, and I know it's for me to work through. But when you do this, it results in this with me. Mm. And that's going to get me further away from my goal. And this is my goal. And Joe and I, when it's not like freezing outside, because in Austin, it's just been freezing. We've been making every single night. Today's the first day. It is really cold today, though. But um, yesterday was kind of cold, too. But anyway, I digress. We go on walks in the evening. And it's like no music, no phones. We just go on walks. And we just share with each other what we did throughout the day, what we are proud of ourselves for, what we're proud of each other for, what we're grateful for, what we're working on. And do that as well. Yeah, I'm also sitting in the backyard and do that, stuff like that. But have intentional time to recap our day, to share with each other and share our vision. Because a lot of times we have all these ideas. We have things that we're working on in our business, things that we're moving towards, the next launch, the podcast that we're launching, the next goal, the next investment, future, like really, really far into the future, 5, 10, 15 years, whatever it is, 100 years, whatever it is, and share that with them. years? I know 100 years is kind of far, but who knows, whatever. Okay. I mean, I'll probably have goals for 100 years, but I'm, I'll be 120 Seven. The earth isn't going to be alive at that point in time. So <laughs> Literally. Earth, folks. Guys, let's save the earth. That's a big... So save like, the earth, folks. That's a good vision for Joe. He really, really has a big mission to help sustainability in some way, shape, or form. So we're working to then include that into the Thrive at Every Size brand, into my brand here, um, and into future projects that we're going to be working on, right? So having your partner come in and understand their values and making it a part, even if like sustainability isn't something that's going to make me money, having that being a part, because I also believe in it too, but it's really, really, really big for him. So having him come in on that vision is really important and really exciting for him, right? So sharing that is going to be key. And sharing your dreams, sharing your goals, having your partners come in on that. And ultimately, having open communication about your investments, open communication about things that you want. Now, 
you can do whatever you want with the, these recommendations because I have some clients who are like, hey, I told my husband I invested, but I didn't tell him how much and he didn't ask, so I just didn't tell him, right? If that's going to make you feel safer and you feel fine with that, beautiful, that's up to you. Mm-hmm. Just understand that it could possibly backfire if you don't. It could be a problem. Yeah, it could be a problem in terms of open communication. But ultimately, your money is your money and whatever you want to do with it, however you make it and your money and your business, the investments that you make, growing a team, whatever the next thing is for you, it's important that you do the next step to get you to your vision because you can only hold your vision. You can only be responsible for your vision. Right? You can have a business coach to help you. You can have a business coach to help you lay the steps out, help you see what's missing, but ultimately it's your vision and you have to act on it, right? And so if you are interested in Rise and Thrive, again, spots are running out. We're almost halfway full. We're going to start on Wednesday. So you guys have a few days left to sign up by the time this podcast comes out. Um, If you guys are interested, let's fucking do this. Let's build your vision. Let's um, build your business from the ground up. It's a year-long container, right? Super affordable, about half the price as normal programs and four times as long that you get three coaches. You get my VA, Ashley. If you ever worked with me, you know who Ashley is. She does all the backend stuff in my business. You get um, my business partner as well as my clients, as well as my VA, Chelsea, and she's going to be a co-coach and you get me as your head coach for an entire year. And the program is essentially built out to take you from just having ideas about the products you want to create or the ideas about what the business is to having your first or your next product built out to using social media, leveraging social media to turn random humans into paying clients and then to launching and then growing a team, growing a website, doing all the backend stuff. So it's a full embodied course about building your business from the ground up. And if that's something that you want, your life can drastically fucking change in the next six months, which is when we would eventually be launching it again if we have room. And if you guys want in, the application is going to be linked below or DM me at Johnny underscore Agresta. Um, Joseph, do you have any last minute thoughts? Hmm, last minute thoughts. Um, hmm. the best bit of advice I could say to you guys is keep the communication going, keep it sexy, keep it weird. And just remember, just remember the, the biggest thing is to just remember that your end route, rather your end location, your end destination is going to have loops and it's going to have little bits of problems But at the end of the day, having each other is going to be the main thing that will anchor you. It's going to be the strongest thing that will keep you going. And remember, if you're in this, if you're listening to this because you're an online entrepreneur, that doing these things now will allow you to have the happiest life with the person that you consider your soulmate for the long run. And that's where we are with me and Johnny. So. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Um, if you enjoyed this, let us know. We'll make another one. Um, we could also just make one with me just talking about inappropriate shit as well. I feel like um, we should do a Q&A of like could, questions we, people would like to ask us. It can be as inappropriate as you guys want yeah. or as appropriate. And I feel like that would be fun. We could do that on a live. And, <laughs> oh, uh, my goodness. I'd be so scared. And, uh, yeah, so it was great talking to you guys. Look forward to the next opportunity to talk to you all. Uh, For now, stay sexy, stay weird. See you next time.